Were you ever afraid of the dark? If I turn this light off now, would you be scared? No. That's because I'm here with you. See, you're not afraid of the dark, Barry. You're afraid of being alone in the dark. The witnesses all he saw was a blur. What did it look like? Like a man? Some kind of yellow suit? It was looking for something. I found him, Dad. I found the man who killed Mom. The man in yellow, the one in the lightning. He's taken enough from us already. Don't let him take any more. Catch me. This man stabbed my mother through the heart. It is your destiny to lose, Sweet Flash. This is my fight. You can turn off the light. Flashing Arrow, Cinema Geekly's Flash slash Arrow podcast every single week. Glenn and I talk about these two DC shows on the CW. Uh, Glenn, are you are you recovering from being under the? I'm still a little under the weather here, but I'm I'm getting better. Are you recovering, or have you recovered? Yeah, no, I, I've recovered. I, I I usually don't get sick often, and if I do, it doesn't last long. So. We're passing disease digitally through the internets, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, I'm still recovering over here, but good enough to talk about uh, The Flash and Arrow, especially since uh, this is our, uh, our, last, uh, our last episodes until, I believe, the 20th of January. Yep, well, 20th uh, of January. We got a long break going on here, so let's hop into it real quick, man. Let's talk about the, uh, the episode one, season nine mid-season finale for the flash called the man in the yellow suit uh so uh we they they kind of cut to the quick right away um <laughs> the uh the man in the yellow suit or the per- we know him as reverse flash right uh returns uh killing two guards at mercury labs in the search of the company's uh work in tachyon particles uh, and anybody who knows anything about that word or that phrase, tachyon particles, uh, knows that that has to do with time travel, Glenn. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it appears in almost every single fucking sci-fi movie that has to do with time travel or any show. It's there's always tachyon particles. Um, do you know the science behind that, by the way? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. I, I think it's because they believe that tachyon particles can actually... Uh, travel through time like backwards um, I think is the has been at least a, a theory uh, in science about these particles uh, in particular I believe they are in fact real particles um, and I th- so therefore when you take that and you put it into the mind of a science fiction writer they're like insta time travel with science to back it up well uh, it doesn't least... say they exist but if they existed Ah, uh, they believe. Oh, see, so they're they move theori- faster than light. They are a theoretical particle, mm-hmm. um, but science believes that they exist, uh, but they have not yet proven it. 
Yeah. So there we go. Um, Barry witnesses the man in yellow and engages him in a high-speed fight around the city. Uh, the man in yellow insinuates to Barry that he know each other before speeding off. Meanwhile, Eddie asks Iris to move in with him because uh, Barry gives her this really awesome uh, Christmas. It's Christmas time, everybody. Should know, I guess I should mention that. Um, in both of these shows, I believe. Um, and uh, so Eddie gives uh, Iris a key in, uh, of course, Glenn, in a ring box to make everybody wonder for him. Ooh, is he going to ask her to marry him? And it's a fucking key. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is, everybody. Uh, so they move in with him. And uh, Ronnie is revealed to have survived the particle accelerator explosion. Uh, basically, she runs into him, right? In a parking garage or something. But Well, he follows her and then realizes that he doesn't want to follow her. <laughs> and goes into a dark corner. Like, I think he has, like, a premonition of, um, what's her name? Killer Frost's name. Uh, why is Caitlin it? Catelyn Snow. Catelyn Snow, yeah. It's, 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 I get the, like, the sense that he kind of knows who she is a little bit, but doesn't really remember. Like, he seems to not remember. Like, well, the like thing with Firestorm is he's, like, a mixture of two people. So I'm, ah. I'm, I'm guessing that it's, like, the personality is going in and out. I try, of their memories conflicting with one another is what I'm guessing they're going to go at. Uh, so Barry uh, Barry confesses his love for Iris before the police and Star Labs uses the tachyon particle technology. Uh, <laughs> you okay there? <laughs> to it, as I never under I didn't understand a single reactionary shot on her face. Like if you showed me her face and then like, okay, they showed her us her face, you know, going back and forth of each thing that he says to her. And there was a couple of times it looked like she was going to giggle. Right. Like the way she was moving, it like, is she about to laugh at Barry Allen's face? Like this is, this is going to get very different. <laughs> She's like, you idiot. We're friends. I thought I'd made this clear. Um, they use the tachyon particle technology from, uh, Mercury Labs to try to bait the man in yellow into a trap. Uh, the man in yellow escapes and attacks Dr. Wells. So that's interesting. And uh, and the police before engaging in a second fight with Barry. Uh, Ronnie appears and blasts the man with flames before both flee the scene. Later, Dr. Wells enters his secret room and unveils the same yellow suit as the man they captured, placing the stolen tachyon technology on the suit's chest and also speaking in the same exact fucking voice as the man in yellow before. So what do you think about this episode, Glenn? Uh, I liked it up until that moment because to me, it didn't make any sense. Cause like, okay, well, if he's talking, he controls him. Then how is he talking and controlling him all at the same time of this combat that he's getting the shit beaten out of? Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm going to guess at this point that Wells is maybe, he isn't an older version of Eddie Thon, but at the very least a descendant of, which is where you know we get the name Eddie Thon, right. uh, which would explain why he can't kill them, be, kill him because if he killed him and hurt him, then yeah, guess what? Yeah. He wouldn't be there anymore. That's right. Uh, so there's that. Uh, oh no, I mean I liked it. Um, I really thought uh, Grant did a really good job of delivering. Uh, those lines to Iris, like they felt believable to me. Sure. Uh, it was just going to Iris' face just to me to make 
any sense. Did not convey the I proper... really thought she was going to laugh a couple of times. And it wasn't until she shed a tear that I was like, oh, okay. So, okay. So she's torn. And then, like, the way they handled it after that, like, it, they didn't make it seem like it was awkward enough. Like, obviously, that's going to be super awkward. Oh, but it was sure. just kind of like, oh, hey. And, like, you never see a look on Eddie's face of like, hey, something's up. I don't, I don't know. I know what he's saying, but the way he's saying it, like, he ain't happy about this. Right. And I, I don't know. Like, there was just certain things I just felt on an emotional level they handled <laughs> poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, again, uh, Jesse L. Martin is awesome. I, I loved him whenever he finally got to confront the man in yellow. Yep. And at first, I was a little worried about the fight scenes, but all in all, like, uh, the fight scenes in Flash and Reverse Flash were pretty well done. I actually, I didn't think they were too bad. Uh, you know, I always, that's always been the thing about the flash. Like, how are you going to show combat at super speed like this without it, without sure. it seeing overdone with the slow-mo? Um, and they basically use it how they do it in the animated stuff at times. You'll see them run really fast. They'll stop, kind of fight a little bit, and then run really fast and just kind of go back and forth. So yeah, that was, that was nice. Um, so for the sake of clarification, to the best of our knowledge, Dr. Wells is actually not reverse flash. I don't know if he's necessarily him. I He's controlling the guy who is or He's controlling the suit that is? I I don't know. I, I only watched it once and then I immediately went into arrow, so very confusing. I didn't have a t I didn't really have a chance to kinda soak it in and analyze it like Aaron does with stuff. So the um uh, I should also note that there's a point where Cisco, I believe it's Cisco, is talking about how uh it's not just the yellow streak, right? When Barry's yeah, mother is killed, he notes that there's yellow and red, which you do see in the in the uh, uh, in the first episode. So I mean, then then so your questions are answered. How the hell did little kid Barry get the hell out of there and not get killed? Right. That is why. <laughs> the um, uh, so is it? Uh, so then I think you would naturally believe that there's some sort of time travel incident between flash and reverse flash and they're fighting or trying to, he's trying to stop him from killing his mother or something. And I'm guessing the reason like in the newspaper and which kind of goes along with in the comics, uh, you can tell like a lot of this show is based off of things that Jeff Johns may not necessarily written, but has his, has had his hands in. Sure. Uh, So, with uh, like the Flashpoint paradox, the the animated stuff, like how does this whole universe change? Well, it changes because Barry Allen goes back in the past to save his mom. Uh, so I'm gonna get I'm and, and even in the comic as well. With whenever they did the new Fifty Two, mm-hmm. so with that being like the last part of the issue, I'm he probably goes back in time to stop his mom from getting killed by the Reverse Flash, and that's in the newspaper where we see him go missing. So maybe if you're going with with Wells's motivations, maybe he's trying to make sure that he shows up and doesn't disappear. And that means that there isn't that struggle of maybe his mom, uh, not dying. Maybe they've had this, like in the matrix, they've had this battle multiple, multiple times. And sometimes she lives, sometimes she dies. And maybe he's trying to make sure, uh, by implanting himself in the past or some way or another that he's able to, you know, stick to a script that he's written. So, I wonder if the show's going to go that many levels deep or not. <laughs> I don't know. So, that's really deep. Uh, to, 
like uh you know just you know inception levels of yeah it's, it's i guess uh, that's, i guess that's why they call it the the infinite crisis thingy yep. something uh <laughs> i'm very well versed in this as you can tell uh or something like that one of those things uh score glenn for the man in the yellow suit um like a really soft four a, a very very soft four i don't want to i don't want to say three and a half because it was better than that but a very soft four um definitely leaves you things to be excited for when it returns january 20th yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I'm I'm giving it the very same uh, soft four, if you will, a soft pretzel, like a pillowy, uh, a pillowy number four here, uh, which is good because pretzels that are soft are good. Oh, absolutely, yeah, you way can better. Have better foods, but they are good. Yeah, I mean they're way better than hard pretzels. That's just mm-hmm. an undeniable fact. Uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, it's to me, it's just the I don't know it. It, it felt like in the preview, they were really pumping us up for this, right? It's, you know, Flash finally meets Reverse Flash, and they go head-to-head, and boom! And uh, the episode didn't really feel like that uh, by the time it was over. At the end, it was, you know, it kind of was just a cliffhanger that didn't really give you that much insight. Um, it kind of it kind of just was there to be like, uh, Reverse Flash is, is, has reemerged. Uh, and that was the episode, essentially. You didn't really get a lot of answers yeah, or like, anything you, like that. And like you were saying the cliffhanger thing, it didn't leave you like, I want more. It was yeah. just like, well, that was kind of an odd way to end it. Like it, like, uh, like a lot of seasons of Lost, you know? Um, you know, like the, the, the poor, the poorer ones, the, the poorer season finales, which sure. most of them are pretty good. Uh, I, I think, I think it's five is probably the worst of them because there's six seasons, right? Uh, yes, I think I would say that the the one that just kind of like ends. You're like, oh, okay, that's a little odd. <laughs> Unlike in three, where it ends and it's like, oh, that's not Penny's boat. What the fuck? Like, it wasn't. Yeah. It, there was. I don't. I felt like they didn't give you enough answers for you wanting more. It was just more like it ended, and you're, you know, nothing. There's no hint to kind of pull you other ways for yeah. it to be answered. You're just kind of like, I guess I'll see what happens. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about, uh, an, uh, for me anyway, an episode that did do that, uh, for me anyway, it gave me the, the, a, a cliffhanger that wanted me, uh, <laughs> wanted me to watch an extra, uh, season three, episode nine of Arrow called The Climb. You are my family. There's nothing that I won't do to protect you. This way. Citizens of Starling will see what the League of Assassins is capable of. Blood will flow in your streets. I didn't know what I was fighting for. Now I do. If you fight Ra's al Ghul, he'll kill you. Not this time. a duel with one of the most dangerous men that has ever walked the earth you've taken your last life you've lived your last day
Glenn, this episode was directed by Thor Frudenfall. <laughs> my favorite uh, directing name of all time now. Yeah, that dude needs more work. Oh, absolutely. So we can um, see Thor Frudenthal production. <laughs> he should do a film. Thor movie just because it would be it'd just be very meta to have it a Thor movie directed by Thor. Me- and he played him and writ- wrote it. Like, <laughs> the guy just turned into like, the action version of Woody Allen. I, I guess that would be Stallone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he changes the name of Asgard to Frudenthal. Or he'll just, maybe he can't do that, but he'll he'll have a pl- he'll have like a realm called Frudenthal. Yeah, the Frudenthal Hall or something. <laughs> the, uh, okay, so let's, uh, we got what what do we do with the flashbacks this week? Uh oh yeah, yeah that is kind of Oh, I guess fla- you could do the flashbacks first. In, They're kind of yeah. They they did they the I would say the the flashbacks played a little more into the episode this week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying you can't just like And pre- I mean I am going to This happened and then okay, I mean I, go I, to the show. Well, I mean I am going to do it. In flashbacks <laughs> Oliver uh Oliver and Massio learn that China White has stolen an engineered super virus. China breaks into Masio's house and kidnaps Tatsu, um, who I believe was uh, later grows up to be uh, Shredder's henchman in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. Um, I may have that incorrect. I don't. Know. I'll have to consult with my eleven-year-old daughter. I didn't think she would. She would know. But I'm positive that his name is Tatsu. Um, Let's move on. Let's talk about this episode. Uh, the League of Assassins inform Oliver that he has 48 hours to turn over Sarah Lance's killer, or the League will begin murdering Starling City citizens. That does not sound like something Rachel Ghoul would do. Uh, Oliver also learns that uh, Masio is now a member of the League, so that would be the, uh, the man he's forced to shack up with in the flashbacks. Uh, let me see here. Uh, what else we get? Dr. Uh, Dr. Snow sends Felicity and a DNA profile from the arrow that killed. And by the way, when I say Dr. Snow, I mean, Catelyn Snow from the flash sends Felicity, a DNA profile from the arrow that killed Sarah. And the database identifies the killer as being Oliver queen. Bum, bum, bum. Um, obviously they go back and forth, uh, about, how this could possibly be the case. Uh, believing that Malcolm Merlin set him up, Oliver discovers that Malcolm and Thea had arrived in Starling City the night before Sarah's murder. Realizing that she has been lying, Oliver confronts Thea as the Arrow, who reveals that she has been training with Malcolm before escaping. Later, Malcolm Merlin informs Arrow that he drugged Thea and manipulated her into killing Sarah. Malcolm filmed the events to use as leverage to force Oliver into a fight to the death with Rachel Ghoul, presumably to get uh, Oliver Queen out of his way. Uh, and with Rachel's potential death, releasing Malcolm from any blood debt to the league. Um, well, there goes that theory, right? Because he's thinking Oliver's going to kill fucking Rachel Ghoul. Uh, and we, uh, we all know better than that. Oliver and Rachel meet with Oliver, uh, basically, so basically they have this meeting and, uh, uh, Oliver admits to the, the killing and, uh, puts on his best Tyrion Lannister face and demands a trial by combat. Uh, so they do, they meet, uh, in true, uh, I don't even know how to, I don't, what's the best way to describe this, Glenn? They're on top of a frozen mountain shirtless. 
Oh, that he had to climb up to get to. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Rachel Gould's a dick. Shirtless, and they fight. They fight. And Rachel Gould isn't. It, he's in shape, but he's not in as good shape as I thought he could be in. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's kind of like a just a guy. Yeah, it was. It was uh, but that when means... it, when Liam Neeson. I mean, I'm sure uh, budget, whatever. I don't care. But when the guy said, "Hey, I'd do it," um, I don't care what the price tag is. You're gonna get ratings if you did it. I oh, mean, sure, sure. and that's what they care about. Like, I, I know it was too late in the process, but fuck, I would have at least extended a phone call because that guy just wants work in general, so he doesn't have to focus on his dead wife. Uh, so... <laughs> like, I, 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 yeah, it was he. Uh, he looked apart up until he had his shirt off. So, so, but so, but here's the thing. Here's what we learned. It doesn't matter if you have the abs of no, Oliver Queen no, at all, because Raish Al Ghul handed Oliver Queen his ass and then some. And by handing Oliver Queen his ass, I mean stabbing him in the chest with a giant broadsword and slit then slit his throat and then kicked his ass off the mountain. And that's how the show ended, Glenn. They ended the show with Rachel Ghoul decisively killing Arrow. That's yeah. how the show ended. Holy <laughs> shit. That's a that's a crazy way to end a show. That yeah, is a pretty crazy way to end it. Uh what did what did you think of the climb, sir? I was like a it, it, a lot of conflicting things. I, I have a real I do have a problem that they're using Rachel Ghoul. I, I don't because he's so entangled and entrenched in like Batman. You know, Batman stuff. So it was just weird to see another hero have to go up to fight him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am very glad that he lost. Um, handedly, yeah. Handedly. And I and I say this as a good thing. I mean, A, um, it's been 12 episodes and we finally got to see Stephen Amell without his shirt off. Uh, <laughs> For I mean, an extended I, period of time, yes. Yes, and it was... It, I, I miss it a little bit. You know, it's just some, we'll do a podcast about this later, but I, uh, it was just, you know, it was just, I, he was shirtless again. I was like, God, I mean, it's every time I see him, it looks like he's built another ab onto his body. It's oh sure. Yeah. Um, but no, so uh, I did really like the episode. The, my biggest thing I I had about this and, and him dying in this, in this episode, Oliver Queen finally became a hero. Yeah. Um, I feel like up until this point, he's a vigilante. He's fighting. He's doing this stuff. This episode, I mean, out of anything I've ever seen, uh, I would almost, I would say probably any comic book, movie, anything. I felt like this was the best I've ever seen someone become a hero. Yeah. I mean, since like, I, I don't even know. I can't even really think about like a, uh, it was just such a moment of like, fuck, he's got to do this and he's going to do it. And he like, and it was just so well done. And like, I mean, the fact that look, obviously he's not dead. Um, this will be a good way to introduce the Lazarus pit of whoever they showed in the preview that's walking over to him. I, I don't know. I'd like to throw this around with Aaron as who we think it may be. If it's not someone from the show already introduced or, you know, uh, someone who hasn't shown up yet. Right. Uh, and it would, uh, and that's, you know, I, I liked it. it. I mean, it it was really, it was really, really well done. Um, and you just, and it was weird because as the fight was going along, there were moments like, okay, this is that, like that split second where the tide's going to turn and the hero wins at the end. Mm-hmm. And 
that tide never turned. I mean, it, it was it was almost as brutal as the first time Batman fart uh, fart fought Bane and uh, Dark Knight Rises. It was just like, oh man, he got one punch. Oh well, yep, yep. Now he's getting picked up, and uh, there goes his back. Like uh, that's yeah. exactly how this felt. Like it was just complete dominance. And like I said, it was just him knowing that he was going to fail. And, and now like you're knowing Thea's secret. I, I don't like the fact that he was that. I know they always say he has a blind spot to his family. Yeah. I don't believe it that he could really be that blind and dumb as to like his sister becoming the super weapon, right. mainly because there is a shot that they show of like the hot coffee getting on her hand and her not, you know, yeah, an inch and, he, and he sees it. Uh, so like, I, I felt like there was a little bit of a disservice as the uh, like them trying to prove the and ham fist the point that he's blind to when it comes to his family. I I just feel like at this point the man would is gonna fucking learn. Uh, but no, I mean it, it was really good. Finally get to see John Barrowman instead of just seeing his name in the freaking credits. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean it was uh it was a really good episode and I'm glad that we've got to see Oliver say I love you to. Felicity, like that was that was a genuine moment. And he's yeah. walking off to go to battle and probably net well, as we know, not come back uh immediately. Yeah, the um I mean the craziness here is I mean you're right. The uh him becoming a, a real hero. I mean he basically he's like uh decided he's going to sacrifice himself instead of his sister dying. Uh and I mean I knew going into this that like I for a minute, I was kind of really upset that they were going to do this because it's like, look, I like the show. I like Oliver Queen. I like this Arrow character, but they can't have him go and beat Rachel Ghoul. Like, that's that's fucking crazy. Like, you know, Oliver Queen is not that high up on the superhero totem pole. Uh, you know, it's like Batman would have trouble with Rachel Ghoul and Oliver Queen's going to come in here and, and handle the situation. And then when I saw him just kind of just outmaneuver him at every turn. I'm like, oh, well, they're doing it right. Well, how the how else could this end though without Oliver getting killed? And then I'm like, oh, they they killed him. Okay, like that. It just that blew my mind. Uh, it was a very good ending. Now, I mean, it's you know, it, it's kind of like the uh, the you know, like when Spock dies in in Star Trek Three. Like if you've already like if you already know stuff. Like for me, I watched Star Trek Four before I watched Star Trek Three. So, I thought he died in two. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. He died in two. I had seen, wow. Wow. I had to correct you in Star Trek. I knowledge. had seen. Holy shit. I had seen. Uh, <laughs> I had seen a uh, Star Trek. I had seen Star Trek three before I had seen Star Trek two is what I meant to say. Um, it's my head's a little foggy still, Glenn. Uh, the um, and, you know, the 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 the, uh, the moment is kind of removed a little bit. Right. Because I, I already knew that Spock, they found Spock and he was. Ultimately, he ended up being okay. Uh, the show is called fucking Arrow. He's, you know, he's not going to be dead. But to me, that's not where the, the story, the story lies in like, well, what happens next? I know he's not going to be dead because they have to keep having a show, presumably. Uh, to the best I can tell, they've got uh, uh, up through episode 14 listed here. So I presume he's okay. Um and he does die in the comics, and that's also a very important thing to to note. Uh, I mean, he gets blown up, uh, not kicked off of a mountaintop. So click, uh, click. So, click. Uh, no, so I mean, Rachel Ghoul kills him though. So does that mean uh, like Lazarus Pit? Like, is are we going to see that? It's gotta or? be, and that's that's awesome. I'm, 
I, I highly doubt they're going to go with the leprosy Lazarus pit as they did in the Nolan verse. Uh, but, so <laughs> you know, like we, you get, you're, you're going to see things we wanted to see and uh, that a lot of people know exist anyways. Um, and that's, yeah. you know, as the thing goes, no one is truly dead ever, in, you know, in sci-fi. And oh, so sure, with sure. this, especially in the DC universe, no one is truly dead because they're just a Lazarus pit away from coming back. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, I, it, it was really, really well done. I, I think most of this first half of the season uh, kind of, well, I thought Corto Maltese was terrible. And then you thought that Cupid one was terrible because of another archer. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, and like you said, the flashbacks, I actually really like the flashbacks. Um, I've really now I'm more invested and interested in the guy who play. I think he's warrior. I think that's technically his, his DC name. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, we get Masio. to see yeah. Masio. We get to, you know, we get to see his story now. And like, now I'm invested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing that kind of threw me off is I thought they said he was dead in one of the flashbacks. Um, I thought it was just that he had disappeared and nobody. Oh, okay. That's, I don't, when it happened, look, I, that was during, oh, you know why? Because that was the episode I didn't get to finish. That's, <laughs> that, that's why, that's why I was a little dumbfounded for the, a second. Uh, I mean, I, I, for me, this whole episode kind of hinges on that Rachel Ghoul fight at the end. Like everything about that was so great. Like when he had, uh, right after he had impaled Oliver, he does this, like this prayer or something like he's talking to him in this other language. And he's saying, like, all of these really nice, trying to comfort him and everything. Like, it just really was just so well done. And it, they kind of painted uh, Rachel Ghoul sort of, you know, I mean, and that's kind of how he was, uh, at least in his mind anyway, in the Nolan movies, was kind of like this noble warrior, right? Trying to... I mean, he he's always viewed as that. He's always, like, he'll, he'll fight you on a level playing field. He won't do yeah. anything. He won't do anything sneaky. He'll let he's not you know, dirty. Fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not dirty. He doesn't now, have he to be, may, like, probably. shove a sword into your back computer and, and you have to go find him in the Sahara <laughs> Desert or something, but he doesn't do anything sure. like sneaky behind your back. He lets you know the fight is coming. So, you know, because he wants you at your best and that kind of thing. It's all about honor. Right, right. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, that was great. Every, everything about that was great. So, Glenn, how would you grade the climb? I don't want to give it a five because I, I, I really am bothered by the Thea thing. Like Oliver really, I mean, they give you so many hints of, of reactionary shots of him seeing it happen. Uh, so I, I can't give it a five, but it is a very, very strong four and a half. I mean, an incredibly strong four and a half. I, uh, I will ease your mind and give this episode a five. The first episode of, in fact, this is the first episode of anything we've talked about that hasn't yeah. been Doctor Who, uh, for me anyway. That I haven't give that I've given a I've given a um, I think I gave one episode of Doctor Who in this past season uh, a five. Uh, so this is the second episode out of any of these uh, these podcasts that I'm doing on the uh, on the premium site where I've given it a five. Uh, yeah, it was just the uh, the balls of doing that ending was just so crazy. Uh, it's like he finally becomes a hero, and what does he get for his troubles? Dead. I mean, and, it was uh, almost as ballsy as the <laughs> of the season two finale of Hannibal. Like, I would give it like a six out of five because it was just so beautiful the last twenty minutes. Yeah. And with this, it was the same way. You're the villain is winning, and it but it leaves you just a shred of hope of like for the protagonist to like. I mean, I know, like you said, you yeah. know, he's not dead because his title, you know, but it's just like, 
And that shred of hope was like, maybe he'll get it. Maybe he'll be able to get his comeuppance, but it's not going to happen now. That means when it happens, it's going to be so much sweeter. Right. The, um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just really well done. I, I mean, obviously there's, there's going to be, uh, there's that little bit, that nagging little piece with Thea and how Oliver didn't realize it first. Um, and you think with, you know, maybe like to the layman, like you could let that pass, but with Oliver's yeah. keen eye and everything that he would have thought some, I mean, and maybe he did suspect, you know, maybe that does go back to the, the thing with, they talk about how blind he is to his family. Maybe he did have suspicions, but he's like, you know, it's fucking Thea. No way. And he brushed them off or whatever. You know, maybe he was too blind to that. Like he saw it and, and, you know, was weird to him, but he didn't. You know, maybe maybe some exposition in that regard would have helped out a little bit um, just to pass that point across. I mean, but that's a that's a possibility. Um, the thing that I find far more sciencey mumbo jumbo-y is that the DNA turned up as Oliver's. And there was a scene, right, where they discussed that, you know, couldn't it possibly be Thea's or whatever? Because you guys are related. And all I can think of is like, I don't think DNA works that way. Like maybe if you have maybe if you're twins or something maybe if you're like identical twins maybe I, i've heard i think i've heard of cases where like the wrong identical twin was was picked up on a crime over dna ev- evidence or something i mean but... i when they said like 12 out of 13 i i know like there's no way in hell that it could be thea at that point but yeah. it could be but they could i know like there are similarities like you can tell like it I mean, because, you know, they they trace lineage through blood as well. They can compare blood samples that way. So obviously there's something there. Right. Uh, but I think it, I don't I don't think it's like, oh, 98 percent, you know, match like it, I right. think it's like, you know, 43 percent kind of thing. Well, I'm, I'm not a scientist. I mean, there's the scene where where Malcolm is, you know, told Oliver about, you know, he drugged Thea and manipulated her into killing Sarah, did he mention in there that he fucked with the... Because, you know, it was his plan, right, to get Oliver into a fight with Rachel Ghoul. Did he mention manipulating the DNA so it would show up as Oliver or something? Or I don't remember that, though. I don't remember him saying it. I, maybe that's something that's revealed later on, possibly. Yeah. Um, that I just think it was a bad plan he, on but, Malcolm Merlin's part, thinking that he'd stand a chance against Rachel Ghoul. Yeah, I mean, considering like him and Oliver are pretty tough opponents against one another, and we know that you know, Rachel, as you should, you know, scares the shit out of just about everybody. So I don't know why you think this guy I can kind of beat up sometimes, but has also killed me. I think he's got a, can- a chance against this guy who trained me everything I know. Yeah, <laughs> the guy who's way better than I am. Uh, yeah, I, I, maybe you know he's desperate though. You know he's got a. He's he's got I guess a it's blood like dead either is. or like you know, oh well, either Oliver's dead or Rache is dead. So I guess you know half a point one way or the other. Yeah, <laughs> I guess something. Well, no, I mean I guess if it's Rache is dead, full point for me. And if Oliver dies, well, half point. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, there's some there's some inconsistencies, but not enough to make me just you know stop, you know, just drooling over. Uh, how much fun I had watching this. And the Adam stuff was, was solid as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, man, so that's, uh, that's it for this podcast for a few weeks. That's crazy. Gotham's on hiatus and, uh, Dr. Who's on hiatus. And now, uh, flash and arrow both on hiatus. So we're going to be, uh, working feverishly, I think, to try to fill some slots here. Glenn and I may have to get together and think of some side B's to 
There isn't a single side B episode up on the premium website right now, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to think of a, a side B uh, episode. Uh, I'm sure it won't be hard to come up with something. We'll definitely come up with something and uh, get it up on the, get it up on the website. Uh, but yeah, man. Un- until until then, we're gonna be back, I guess, uh, sometime after January 20th. Um, hopefully not too long after, a few days after, uh, sometime during that week. Uh, talking season one, episode 10 of The Flash called Revenge of the Rogues and season three, episode 10 of Arrow called Left Behind, starring Nicolas Cage. Oh, man, that'd be great. 